For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What up? This is Robert Ory. Or three-pointer. You might know me as Big Shot Bob. To Ory for three. Oh, unbelievable. This guy is off the charts. What's going on, Big Shot Bob? Robert Ory from downtown. Hell yeah. If you're uh, playing the home version of the Big Shot Bob podcast, this is episode 125. Done this a buck 25, man. Uh, B-Dog Brandon Harper, I'm Rob Jenner, is with us, of course, is the uh, bald seven-time NBA champion. <laughs> <laughs> Rob, got Rob low cut. Yeah, yeah, man, you got to buzz down. I like it. Yeah, man, you know, I was going swimming, so it feels really good on the ball head. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, I'm sure that feels just like refreshing and oh yes. my god. Yes. Uh we have uh my goodness we got a chunky show today. <laughs> Holy cow, we got stuff to talk about. Immediately mm-hmm. before the show starts, you guys start in on this uh the boat ferry fight <laughs> that's been like everywhere. Uh everywhere. that happened down in your neck of the woods is uh Alabama. Down my south Alabama, state. riverfront. Yeah. Um how far is that from where you grew up, where this whole thing unfolded hour 30, hour 30 minutes okay, you know the so crazy part I, I didn't even know they had that riverboat that river there yeah my, it's down in yeah. montgomery i think right yeah yeah and then they started talking about all the history that came through them. i'm like wow so i was just it's just it's amazing you only know what you know yeah and i didn't know i didn't know that about montgomery well if you're new to this show uh we play a game on this show called <laughs> wait, 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 or white crime uh, time out for a second okay go ahead uh I, I'm not denying that, you know, when we have these type of things and, you know, people didn't dig up the history and everything like that. If you go to any major port or dock in the South, there mm-hmm. was always some slaves coming through them ports. <laughs> oh, exactly. Every single oh, one geez. of them. in this, If it's in the South, there was something coming through it. Everybody was talking about, ooh, and that's the same one where they dropped off. The, I said, I can go to any port in the state of Georgia, Mississippi, <laughs> Alabama, Louisiana, South Carolina. South Carolina, North Carolina, anywhere below the Mason-Dixon line where there's some water, some slaves were dropped off. So, <laughs> yeah. so I get it, but let's calm down. Yeah. No, I'm just saying I didn't know that. I didn't oh, know yeah. there was a river that oh, yeah, could yeah, access. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, That's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. Because I know about, you know, Charleston, and, you know, because they have, they made that into a market where they used to bring in the slaves. But it's just so weird that they had, I know Alabama was, you know, right. involved in slavery, you know, deeply. But he I said know. involved. <laughs> I'm trying to like keep you just, it, like just happened to wander in at the last minute. Oh, right. something hey. going on? What is going on right here? I said involved deeply. <laughs> so uh, I, I have so many questions about this story, too. So we're going to talk about it a little bit later in the show. And if you are new to the show, uh, we play great, a game on this show called Black Crime or White Crime. Uh, and we will talk about that story, and we will play around. Of we will find uh, seven or eight of the most ridiculous stories uh, from the last few weeks I could find, and uh, it's up to Rob and B Dog to guess was it a black guy or a white guy. 
Uh, and I, I have a feeling that ferry boat story is going to be a nice jumping off point, if you hey. will, no pun intended, <laughs> for that game. Oh, man. Man. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun just to talk about that because, man, there's so many things that there's were so that much. There's so many that. questions I have. We'll get to know, it in a little right? bit. There's other got, stuff. We actually I even have... called my brothers and, yo, man, you got any of your boys involved in that? Let for me real? Know. <laughs> yes. Oh, no. Does he live out that way? Or is no, he my still. Brother... He's still in Auburn, my okay. hometown, Andalusia. And so, okay. I, 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 yeah. But it's always, how come the first call is like, did you know anybody that was mixed up? And, <laughs> were yeah, you down there? Was you, Were you part of this shit? No, I swear I was. <laughs> um, we have a lot of sports stuff, a lot of sports stuff to get to before we get to that this week. Um, I guess we should start with, uh, with AD's extension. Uh, we knew this was coming. The first day he was eligible for it, he gets it. Uh, our yeah. friend Mark Medina... Uh, who was on the program a few weeks ago, wrote this up on Friday. Uh, He gets a three-year, $186 million extension. Uh, The quote from Clutch Sports about the Lakers said, quote, they understand AD and his work ethic has shown. He's had some injuries, but it it wasn't due to him not working. It's not like he came into camp overweight or showed any laziness. That feels like a shot at Shaquille O'Neal. There were just (laughs) fluke things. That happens in the game. Uh, Davis has a deal worth $270 million dollars when accounting for the two years and $84 million left on his current contract. So AD uh, going to be around for a while. Yeah, and that buck 86 could, with incentives, could go up to like 206 Uh, You know, depending on, you what know. What are the uh, incentives based on? Is probably based games on, played. Has to be, right? It has to be games played. Got it. Games played. Yeah. Got it. Because uh, the productivity when he's on the court, he's right. just, it's phenomenal, but it's just stay on the court, you know. Right, right. I mean, uh, Rob, I think you we never saw this coming. I, I, you know, you had to, man. You, when you think about it and you take away the injuries and he's a generational talent. You know, this guy is one of the most talented guys in the league. He can bring it up. He can, You know, he can really, you know, win MVP if he just said, you know what, I'm going to take a page out of Jokic's book because he can do everything Jokic does and more. He just needs to put it in his mindset that I'm going to be aggressive. I say, you know, F everybody from LeBron to whoever's on his team, to, you know, I'm taking over. It's my team. I'm the talent. And just be that guy. But is his mindset right, though, to be that dominant guy where he just says, fuck everybody, I'm the big dog? Yeah, he, he's got a – he has the skill set, like you said. I mean, obviously, yeah. Jokic has the edge in the passing department. But as far as everything else and being much more physically gifted, yeah, he, he, he kind of has the one-up in everything else. He just he has to stay on the floor long enough for us to be able to see that because we know how dominant it is when he is on the floor. Yeah. And does he have that dog mindset? Because with this extension, dog, we've been saying this for a minute. This is your team now. It was your team already. But this is the Lakers are telling you, yo, the keys, you got the car keys, the house keys, the keys to the to the pool house. You got the keys to everything right now. You're the centerpiece yeah. in which we're going to build everything around. He just turned 30, I think, sometime this year. So that's the thing that kind of scares me now when they get on get to 30 and the other side of 30, especially when you've had injury history in your 20s. So we'll see how this how this goes because he's going to make in the high 60s by the time this contract is over with. Uh-huh. Look, yeah. I mean, I think we all knew he was going to get extended. I really didn't yeah. think that was even a matter. I think the only reason there was any kind of question about it was his health. That's the only yeah. thing that you can really call into question when it comes to Anthony Davis. We, Like you said, Rob, we know how superior a talent he is. We know how good he can be. 
And you see it in those bursts when he's healthy. Uh, you saw it in the burst, or I think it was early in the postseason last year, mm-hmm. where he just went on that tear. It was like four or five games where he was just unstoppable. And yeah, he played with like 10 and, games where he was averaging like 40 points. Something, something like that. Yeah. It was a run. Yeah. He blacked but, out. You got you to gotta <laughs> bottle that up, and you got to mm-hmm. do that more often. Right. And I think that was the only hesitation the Lakers probably ever had with him. Yeah, because if you, really, you think about that, if you look around the league, tell me how many guys in the league can guard him. I can't just pick one guy that can guard him because there's, there's nobody. A few, but not a lot. Yeah, because you know he's quicker than Embiid. Mm-hmm. He's you know more athletic than Jokic. And what, what other big out there? Giannis. You know, can guard Giannis him? is probably the only. Maybe Giannis, Giannis is probably yeah, the closest. Yeah. Giannis is the closest, but he's stronger than Giannis. I know that says he should be because he's you know mm-hmm. you know even though Giannis strong as shit. Yeah, I was I'm gonna just say as far pretty, as the body comparable. I'm like, he can, when you got a guy like that, you know, you can body him because AD know how to use his body, back him down, and then use his fadeaway. So that, it's like really nobody that can really guard this guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's – man, when you, see a, when you see a Hall of Fame talent, because that's exactly what he is. He's a Hall of Fame talent. Yes, he And is. then you sit there and you just – he deserves the money. I'm not. It's not even about the fact that he deserved it because we've, like you said, for that ten game stretch, and we've seen it when he when he was in New Orleans. We saw it in the stretches when you know when the Lakers were in the bubble or how he played. We all know what Anthony Davis is. So uh-huh. him getting this type of extension, okay, cool. He's one of the guys that's no brainers. Right. It's just the holdup has always been. Anytime he falls on the floor, everybody. In Crypto.com Arena, everybody in Southern California, stretching all the way to the East Coast who are Laker fans, hold their breath. Because he hit the floor, but is he going to get up? And when he gets up, is he going to be healthy? So let me ask both of you guys. We'll put a a little uh, friendly wager on this. How many games does Anthony Davis play this year? His average has been, what, 52? I was going to say sub-60. 50? Yeah, it's, it's been in the 50s. I don't know the exact number. So time management, I mean, or load management. You think he plays 60 games? I think he plays 65-plus games this year. Okay. Yeah. That's a big number for yeah. AD. That's a big if number. He, he, the thing is with AD, you know, he needs to come into the season in shape. You know, he didn't come into the season in shape last season. I don't care what anybody says because the tr- the true tale of you in shape and I as an athlete, when your back starts hurting, that means you ain't in shape. And his back was giving him problems at the beginning. So you remember preseason, the first couple of games, it was his back. He wasn't in shape. And I don't care what anybody say, been there, done that. And so if he comes in in shape, that means your back's not hurting. You're not like limping or, you know, trying to adjust for that and you hurt something else. So if he comes in in shape and keeps on that path of working out and and, and literally just going to PT, physical therapy every day, because mm-hmm. you go to PT even when you're healthy to make sure the little injuries that you had don't jump back up and, and haunt you throughout the season. So he needs to, he needs to have a strong regiment, and he could play 65-plus games this season, maybe 70. I got him right now 60 even. Mm-hmm. Six, I, think that's a, okay. I think that's a pretty good number, um, for especially for somebody. I, got, I, I hope it's more. I really do. Yeah. I, I hope it's more along the lines of Rob where it's 65-plus mm-hmm. and more along the plus side. But I'm gonna sit. I'm gonna sit at sixty right now until okay. you know I see something else. How much of that is injury? How much of that is load management? Is the other yeah. question too. You know what yeah. I mean? If he's healthy and you're managing him, fine. I get it. Yes. If he's if he's not healthy, that's that's where you start to run into that gauntlet of issues. So yeah, uh, but my thing is, I mean, congratulations, dude deserves it. Yeah. 
He deserves it. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, he's Jesus. You talk about the Lakers dealing out a lot of money this offseason. Dude, <laughs> they got it. They, but they, if they want to, if they want to be in the mix, if they want to capitalize off where they were last season, you gotta. You got to. You gotta. Yeah. Um. The, and that was the other thing. So the other big rumor this week was that the Lakers are maybe targeting Christian Wood. Um, arguably one of the more talented free agents still out there. Uh, last season he was 18.1 points a game, just shy of nine boards, two assists, and about a block a game over the past three seasons. Uh, 38% shooting on long-range jumpers. Uh, um, you know, I was surprised to see them looking at him. I mean, we had the conversation, I think it was last week, the week before, about yeah. you want to see them try and get a, a more true guard. Um, and I think you're you're maybe getting a little bit of a dabbling with that, with what Steve Kerr is doing with Austin Reeves on Team USA. But uh, <laughs> Christian Wood seems to be the outstanding rumor to the Lakers right now. Let's not get it wrong. Christian Wood is, is a talent. He's a great player. But mentally, will he be engaged and try to win a championship? Oh, he's going to get mad. Oh, I ain't getting enough minutes. I'm going to check out. Because think about it. If you sign Christian Wood, he's going to be battling minutes with LeBron and Rui. And AD. So his minutes ain't going to be consistent. One night, it might, you know, have you seen it with Ham? You might play 35 minutes for three games straight. The next couple of games, you sitting over there for like, you know, ain't touching the floor because you have so much talent on this team and you're trying to, you know, figure out a, a system and everybody's role. So I, you take a guy like this and you keep your fingers crossed, but, you know, who knows, though, if he's going to be mentally ready. You're going to have a sit down with him, LeBron, AD, Ham. Naplinka, mm-hmm. sit down and say, hey, this is how it's going to roll out. If you want to roll with us, let's roll. But if, don't get upset if you ain't getting no minutes. And, uh, and, and that's sort of where it goes. How old is he? Is he in his 20s? He's he, in his 20s. No, he should be in his 30s because, you know, he, he, really? forget, he he went overseas and played. I almost said oh, 29, yeah. but yeah. you might be wrong on that. Let's see. I, Go ahead. I look at it from the standpoint of there are certain teams. 27. Oh, okay. he's in his yeah, prime. Yeah, yeah. Okay, he. There are certain teams that you can that you can be on, and certain franchises that you can be a part of, where that attitude can work, where you may be able to bully yourself into getting more playing time because you you catching an attitude or you feeling a certain type of way. I just feel as though any team that's led by LeBron, you know, led by AD, that's, that has the, the leadership that they have. And has the they have the depth that they have now. You gotta you gotta come in with the mindset of I'm a depth piece. I could really help this team and provide some depth with my athleticism, with my ability. I'm adding it's just more, you know, weapons added to the artillery. So he can't come into the and wearing purple and gold with the attitude of, hey, I ain't getting a whole bunch of playing time. Guess what? It's a couple other guys that are are pretty good, ain't gonna get a lot of playing time too. Cam Reddish has shown some promise here and there. And, you know, people want to see what he does. Like Rob said, he might not get a lot of playing time. So you're not the only one, dude. Come in, play your role, and help this team win a title. And then maybe you can go somewhere else, and then you can demand more playing time. But when you're done in the purple and gold, you don't have that. You don't have that cachet to come in here and demand that playing time. Well, and what's to say too? If you don't, if you don't, if you're not part of a championship contender, that you can't get that way in L.A. That and you might you not demand play. some more time because of how you perform. Right. And you, 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 the funny part, we just sat here and I forgot about Jackson Hayes and Vando. Yeah, Vando. So I forgot about them. Yep. You know, I'm just sitting there like, oh crap, he got more people to contend with. You know. Yeah. So. Yeah. You're a depth piece, dog. Come in and be a part of be a part of the crew. 
Help out where you can. Show your value on the floor. That's that's what Darvin Ham wants to see. Show your value on the floor and make make his job harder for him. That's yeah. what you want to do. Play so well that you make the head coach's job a lot harder when it comes to rotations. The other rumor that I'm uh, that has popped up this week about the Lakers has been Gabe Vincent versus D'Angelo Russell. Uh, that Gabe may be able to come in and take that job from uh, D'Lo. I don't think that's happened. Okay. Um, I, I just don't because D'Angelo started last season, and I don't think D'Angelo is an off the bench type of guy. Think about it. Even when he came back from injury, and you know, someone in front of him was playing better, him he still got in the starting role. So I don't think he's going to come off the bench. If he came off the bench, you I, I hate to say that, but you might lose him, you know, mentally. And you can't, you know, you don't. He's too much of a talent to have him coming off the bench unless he says, you know what? I'm going to be sixth man of the year and go in that Westbrook mode where he said, I can do this for the Lakers. You know, but who knows? You know, I don't know the guy personally. I don't know what his mental is. And if he can say, okay, you know what? I'll accept sixth man of the year because if he did do it, think about him and what shots he can get versus playing with Austin, yeah. Austin, LeBron, and AD. Right. Yeah. You know, I'd be like, yo, coach, let me go in this second unit so I can do what the hell I want to do. But some guys' mindsets aren't like that. They say, oh, I'm a star in the NBA. Oh, that's like, hey, I'm a scorer in the NBA. NBA. I'm a six-man year. You know, look at Mono Ginobili. He could, he, he, we all know he should have been star, but he came off the bench. Well, I mean, we're, we're, we do a show every week with a guy who had to contend with this. I mean, you started in Houston, uh, and then you had to kind of change your role as your career went on. Yeah. For me, I only cared if I was in the, if I was in the game in the fourth quarter when it counted. That lets you know, hey, I should be a starter, not. But you know, right. it, it's about what the coaches want, what the fits in the system. And I think for me, it was it worked for me, and I didn't care. I said my paycheck is going to be the same. I'm getting out here, getting some minutes. But and like I'm you said, not everybody's not everybody's wired that way, though. Yeah, you know that's that's tough for a lot of guys. You mm-hmm. got to put your ego aside. You know what? Even if this isn't true, I think it's good for D'Lo to kind of get some things in order because he he, he had a very fire. Yeah, he had a very subpar postseason last season. And my thing is, and that was at one point in time where I didn't think he would be a Laker again. I didn't either. I thought he was going to be a, a, a trade chip or of some sort. And so the fact that they re-signed him and they brought him back, and then they go and get Gabe Vincent, I think what was it, what, three-year, $33 million? I figured yeah. that was it wasn't just going to be, hey, we're just going to hand you the keys to the star and roll. No, y'all going to battle it out because I need, I need something – I need you to. I need to see if you can put that postseason, whatever that was, behind you, and I need. I need Gabe Vincent to come in here and light a fire under you. So if, this, if you want this role, you're gonna have to take it. It's just not gonna be given to you because I don't think it warrants giving to you after the postseason that you had. Uh, you know, Gabe Vincent must have not been offered anything by Miami for him to just leave Miami like that because he played a significant role for them. I mean, all of a sudden he's like, bye. (laughs) Well, Miami also might be trying to clear room for, uh, they holding out. Yeah. For Damian Lillard. They holding out Mm -hmm. for Dame. They're trying to go, look, how many guys can we legitimately put on the books knowing we need to spend this money on Damian Lillard down the road? And that's, if that ever comes to fruition, that has gone nowhere. It's been months and that hasn't moved an inch, which is hysterical. Yeah. Pat Riley probably went to and said, Hey, this is what we're trying to do. You know, if you can get more money, you know, so be it. We love you and thank you for what you provided for us. So right. I, I can I can yeah. see that. Because I mean, I some, some GMs are, you know, respectful enough to talk to players and tell them what they're trying to do. Right. 
And by the way, I'm all for bringing in a guy that is going to fight one of your current starters for his role. Oh, yeah. I'm all yeah. about that. And in push, any situation on any team. Mm-hmm. Because like you said, it's push them. It's what's your value? What are you going to bring to the table? Or do you want this job? Or are you going to hand it over? Or are you going to try and earn it? Like, I'm all, I'm all about that. Like, bring in a guy. Because for some reason, it's like this idea that if you have a starting role, I got a role. I'm fine. Yeah. All of a sudden, your attitude just checks back a little bit, and I'm like, oh, man, keep, you got to you got to be forward. You got to play with aggression, and I think that you know, forcing the guy to, you know, sing for his supper more or less is, you know, <laughs> it might get you there. It might get you there because he's supremely. Ta- we all know D'Lo is supremely talented. Yeah, both of those guys are really talented. It's just sometimes let him duke it out. Yeah, let let, let that. And, and if D'Lo is going to have it, it's because he earned it. Right, not just given to him. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, we got a whole bunch of other stuff penciled in all over this sheet, and it's all over the road. Uh, I guess we could do Scoot. I wrote this down. Uh, did you see Scoot Henderson? Said no. this. Said uh, I think it was yesterday or today. So I'm going to win Rookie of the Year. Put it in the books. Rookie. I of the can year. believe that. I, you know, tall, tall uh, declaration when you're but playing a against guy the, named, a guy like I, Wemby. You know, I'm, I'm I'm not even putting Wemby in the top three. He might be third. Brandon Miller. Uh, no, not in Brandon Miller. Who you talking Cam. about? Cam. Whitmore. Oh. I got him winning rookie of the year. Really? Interesting. Yeah. This because you if you you know, even though Scoot's body is the NBA body, people ain't talking about Cam. Mm-hmm. No. This dude is pissed off. He has an NBA body, has the NBA game. Just watch him this season. He can stay healthy. He gonna be one of those guys that be like Oh, this my this my trophy. I didn't think he about gonna that. he gonna pull the line out of Dreams book. Oh, that's my trophy. I'm going to get that. Okay. Yeah. I think we all just handed it to Wemby based on the hype. <laughs> like yeah, I, I think it was just like when you when you do everything we do here, where you look at a guy's breakdown physically yeah. and what they do, you're like, okay, he's gonna win it. Did you hear, did you hear Tracy McGrady's thoughts on Wemby? No. no. He basically said, "I'm not believing the hype." He said, I think we've seen this before. He said, you talk about a guy like uh, Bol Bol, who is also – He compared him to Bol Bol? Well, he looked at it from the standpoint of – he said Bol Bol hasn't really had much of the opportunity. But you yeah. talk about a guy that's, what, 7'3 as well, lanky, can put the ball on the floor, kind of just like Wimby can. He says – he doesn't think that Wimby isn't – he thinks Wimby's good. He says, but the yeah. whole hype train, he's like – I don't understand it. He said, because we done seen it before with, with Bo Bo, and we've seen it before with a couple of other guys. And, you know, you got Chet Holmgren, who's in OKC. Who's, mm-hmm. This is really going to be his rookie year because he was hurt last season. So he said, there's a couple of guys out there that kind of remind me of him, and everybody's kind of hopped on the hype train of Wimby. And it's kind of like, we done seen this yeah. before. So I'm a, he said, I'm going to hold off on it. I, you know, he, if you really think about it, he's right. You know, because we need to hold off on, you know, Bobo is never, when you think about how many times when Bobo gets in the game, we like, well, damn, why did this guy get minutes? You know, and then, so, and plus, you know, I, I had a lot to do with who you with too. Yeah. San Antonio ain't got much over there. So he has a better opportunity to score, have the ball in his hands more and, you know, do it that way. But Bobo been on teams that, are, you know, you might be fifth to sixth in line to even get the ball to shoot it. And so, yeah. I understand what he's saying because I'm really interested to see how Chet comes out and play. Yeah. Because I think he's a talent that we've forgotten about. And you also, you think about it, we saw this in Porzingis, you know? Chris Stapps couldn't stay healthy. Yeah. He just hadn't yeah. stayed healthy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. that's true. 
I would line him up more with Porzingis in that vein than, than yeah. Bol Bol. I just well, you know, it's from I don't the think Bol Bol had any kind of that level of hype. No, in, but you know it, I mean? it, it's the it's the same type of body frame. Talk about the physical stature. Yeah, yeah, yeah his ability it. to put the ball on the floor. It's just like you said, Bol Bol hasn't had the. He's not gone to a place where he had the same opportunity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Uh, the other thing I scribbled down here before we get to uh, Gilbert Arenas uh, calling out Team USA, and and I, I don't know if he has a point or not. Um, uh, Skip Bayless's new partner for the large majority of his shows is going to be Richard Sherman. We, we, we've, seen, we've seen them two battle it out before on ESPN. Yeah, we, I've seen them battle it out on Twitter. Yeah. 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 Uh, I, you know, Richard Sherman might put his hands on it. I was going to say, I mean, look, Richard Sherman, very smart, very well-spoken, but very. can get aggressive sometimes you know when he went to stanford what did he, yeah, go to he went to stanford at? yeah stanford, went to stanford so you know his 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 iq is off the charts he's so I'm a really smart man very yeah. smart yeah. man very yeah. well spoken and they needed mm-hmm. somebody who with that level of personality and somebody who's going to go back at skip if you want any type of person to watch that show ever again mm. uh, yeah. so they picked the right person now they say he's yeah, only going to be with them for about 50 to 100 shows a year and mostly talking obviously football so, this fall, yeah. hey, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for the first you fight. Know, that would be kind of cool, though. If he, every year they say, okay, it's the seasons. I shouldn't say year. The seasons, okay, football season. You come in. He should have a panel with football, basketball, baseball. Have all those guys sitting around Skip, so they can put him in his place. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, give him give him a whole bunch of different people to to shut him down, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. make him look small. <laughs> but uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm waiting for the first big fight on set. Then we're really going to see if, if Richard Sherman boils up. Call me Chris one more time. Oh, man. <laughs> Ooh. We'll get hot. Uh, all right, so Gilbert Arenas called out Team USA this week, and there's a couple things here. Um, they're uh, competing in the 2023 FIBA Basketball World Cup in Indonesia. Uh, Gilbert didn't like the roster. He said, quote, you see what Steve Kerr got? A sorry-ass group. Some of them probably don't even start for their own team. I don't know if that's necessarily true. Uh, the lineup right now, Paolo Manchero, Mikhail Bridges, Jalen Brunson, Anthony Edwards, Tyrese Halliburton, Josh Hart, uh, Tiny Dog Brandon Ingram, Jaron Jackson Jr., Cam Johnson, Walker Kessler, Bobby Portis, and Austin Reeves. I think almost all of them are starters. Just two. Bobby I was going to say Portis, maybe two or three. Bobby Portis, you know, he's almost won six men a year. And I think uh, Walker Kessler, does he? I don't think he starts. I don't think he, he starts either. Uh-uh. Yeah, but um, everybody else starts. Everybody else on that roster is a starter, and that's not a bad roster it's by not, any shake. It's, you know, it could, you got to think about this. It's FIBA. It's not It's not the, the Olympics. Medal. It's yeah, not yeah. the Olympics right. where you know guys like Steph and all those guys who probably come out and play. But I, I just think, you know, this, this is this is weird. My wife brought me – she, she she put this on my, my radar. She brought this to my attention because he also said something about me this week. And you go through these periods where I think guys are just pissed off at the world for whatever it may be. And I think Gilbert at this point is just trying to get, you know, clicks. And my my wife wanted me to respond to him, what he said about what me. What did he say about you? Yeah, it is. You know, you know, when he came out and he was talking about whose career, we talked about this, who career would you rather oh, have? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. James Harden to mine. And he went on to say, I didn't even read it. I told my wife I didn't want to hear it because, you know, I don't argue with idiots because, you know, the person on the outside don't know who the idiot is. So I um, I just, I don't want to hear it. And she was like, he said this, you should respond. I'm like, I give a two shits what he said about me. But <laughs> it said something that 
I was basically a guy who just, you know, rode coattails of every team I was on to well, win championships. that's bullshit. So I just, you know, for me, I say everybody can have their opinion. That would make America so great. You can have your own opinion, even though it's, you know, is what it is. So I just, that's a, I don't care. You know, Gilbert Arenas is on one this month. So he's in, he's asking he's multiple torn times. Up. He has turned up this month because I've seen <laughs> yeah. his name pop up like five yeah. different places in the last three weeks. He's whatever the hot topic is. He has something to say negative about it. He's trying to become the villain or something. I don't know what he's doing. You know, I have no beef with Gilbert. I hope Agent Arnold has the best ever. I hope he gets into the Hall of Fame. I hope he have he wins a championship. I hope all these things. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I don't think he's getting into the Hall of Fame, bro. I, I think he ain't getting into the Hall of Fame. Bro. He didn't he didn't do enough. Yeah, Kevin Arenas didn't do enough. He had a nice little stretch, but he didn't do enough to be a Hall of Famer. I'm no. just man. I'm just. Hey, I'm trying to take the higher road here. No, man. you are. But, but yeah. I don't. You know so. what? I, you 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 in the clouds with the Hall of Fame. You come down a bit. Yeah, I, like I hate people who pull out the you rode someone else's coattails line. Yeah, that drives me crazy because he knows probably more than anybody. If you're on an NBA roster, you're not riding anybody's coattails. You got to earn your spot. Exactly. NBA roster yeah. coach GM, they'll cut your ass, mm-hmm. as you well yeah. know. In a heartbeat, if but, you're not pulling yeah. your weight. But it's not even that. Forget that. Ask ask your uh, former teammates. Right. How many times have you? How many times has Shaq said it? How many times has Kobe said it? How oh, many yeah. times have form other teammates from other teams that you won titles on said it? That should end the conversation because outside of you personally saying it, the next best thing is people that you played with vouching for you. So as long as they can vouch for <laughs> you and say, "Nah, he was a key yeah. contributor to this thing." Hey, that's why I, I, I told my, my you know, wife wanted me to respond. I'm like, hey, I'm not doing that, Candace. Just calm down. You know, everybody can have their own opinion. So, but I get it opinion. from her perspective. Yeah. It's like if you feel disrespected, and that's <laughs> yeah. a very disrespectful thing to throw but I on don't, somebody. I, I don't feel disrespected. You know, this is it's for me. I say, okay, this is coming from a guy who you know who's he's mad at the world. Yeah. He didn't win a championship. You know, he's. He's never he's never done anything but score a lot of points. You know he wasn't a defensive player. You know bonafide like, player though. Yeah, bonafide great player. player. You know that's what you know. And you get a when you get a hey when you get a nickname to me, you've made it in this league. You know Agent Zero. So yep. hey, I'm I'm cool with you know he is you know I'm I have no beef with him. He's asked me multiple times to come on this podcast before this came out. I just hadn't had time to do it. So I you know even now if he asked me to come up, I had time, I would do it. So I got no I got no beef with him. You know what could be worse though. What's that? I always look at it like this. People can always not talk about you at all. There are guys who don't, who aren't, who they've they've come and gone, and it's kind yeah. of they've gone into the abyss, and they've kind of just been forgotten. And if your name just kind of continues to circulate and it's in rotation, then yeah. But I don't want to be like 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 with you. Like you you have a very good reputation in the NBA. I think everybody we've ever had on this show genuinely loves you and respects you like we i don't i can't think of a guest we've had on here is like oh i'm ready to pick a fight with rob like everybody that comes <laughs> on is like yo and they like and just it's it's that like keep yeah. your name out in that light yeah you don't need to stoop to the depths of you know i'm going to talk shit about team usa or i'm going to crap on somebody else's career just to keep my name relevant like i i don't like yeah i don't like that you know part of that is even when it came to the team usa I mean, I, I can kind of understand. Well, I brought it up just because we're talking about Team USA. Yeah, 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 I got yeah. audio from Trey Young. I was just using Gilbert as a jumping-off ah, yeah, yeah. point, but it's like, 
I don't know, Trey, man. Trey didn't make the team? No, uh-uh. he did not. Um, he got cut or something? They didn't try. No, I don't, I don't think he was invited, uh, invited to play. Uh, now, he said he wanted. So here's the audio. This is, uh, this is Trey Young. Do you want to play on that Olympic team? Have you given that some thought? Man, I mean, obviously, like, I definitely want to. Like, I've, 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 I've talked about playing on USA a couple of times. So um, I definitely want to. It's up to them if they want me to. I mean, I would love to, to play with guys and show off my passing even more and not have to go out and score a lot and just be there if they need me to. So, I mean, I'd, I'd be happy to, obviously. I'd love to play, but we, I mean, I, I respect the, the OGs and understand it's got to take your turn, but I believe I, I should be on. So, yeah, he, he just believes he should be on that team, and he should have been invited. He was not. You think Trey should be on that team? With that roster I gave you a few minutes ago? Well, you know, it's, it's, it, would you take Trey or Josh Hart? That's the only person I could see him probably, you know, and it's no disrespect with Josh. I think Josh is a better defender, but I think Trey is a better scorer. Um, what do you, what do you, what, what is Team USA looking for? That's right. what you have to look about. Right. Like, if you look at, you got a bunch of damn guards already on that team. Yeah, you sure yeah. do. And, and, you know, they're big guards. And so, you know, and it's, I think the smallest guard over there was Jalen Brunson, mm-hmm. but he's still a, big guard you know what i mean so um i i don't know it's like it's like it's like he but also he did say olympic team and this is not the olympic team no it's right. not it's right. not but but i'm pretty know. sure he would have loved to get some run out yeah. there on this team i wonder mm-hmm. if you know there was this stretch you know when it when it came down to trey young where you know there were some people who he wasn't in the best light with a lot of people with a lot of yeah. players around the league um and even maybe with some coaches I wonder if when it comes down to this FIBA team and even the World Cup team, if that's if that still has some lingering effect when it comes to maybe the way that he plays or how guys feel about the way that he plays or how coaches and executives see him around the league. And they know that he's a really great player. But yeah. what if they just don't see him as the type of player that they want to have on that? I think he should be on that team in some capacity, on both of them. But what if – you know, you start looking at the players about and what you need them to do and how they match up with some of these other countries. Mm-hmm. Maybe some of these coaches don't see him as a fit. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's the thing. It's the coach's choice, and this is who they want, and this is who they're going to invite. And I totally agree with you on that one because, you know, when you're a villain, unless you're a Dennis Rodman, <laughs> that's a really exceptional at, at a niche like rebounding, you know, so – because scoring wise, if you look at that team, there's a lot of dudes on that team can score. So oh, if he was a lot. lockdown defender that was like hated, he would be on the squad. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. Very good point. And you're right. This is a very guard heavy roster. Mm-hmm. Whoa, moment, it, it so. takes it takes really good guard play to win um, in FIBA and in the Olympics. You got to have. You look at even like the redeem team. Yeah, you got to move and, that and basketball. Like man. those yeah. guys who can handle the ball, who are very athletic, and can set up offenses. That's why you've had USA be so successful in you know in so in the last so many years. Uh, I do have a couple awesome baseball stories this week. Yes, a couple real good ones. Uh, I'll Here play, we go. I'll play the first one because it's fun. The yes. second one makes me angry. Uh, the first one was we had an old school throw down <laughs> gloves in the dirt baseball fight this week, and yep. I was so happy. Because nothing, I love nothing more 
than a real, <laughs> not a, I pushed a second baseman and the bench is cleared. That sucks. <laughs> I want Tim Anderson and Jose Ramirez literally squaring up like boxers ready to go at second base. And uh, the call on this is absolutely phenomenal. Ramirez on his way to second. Head first slide. Safe and in the score is Jimenez. And another hustle double. Right over the bag at first. Now Jose and Anderson square off. They're fighting. They're swinging. Down goes Anderson. Down goes Anderson. <laughs> Ramirez went in with a head first slide. Jose never gets upset about anything. They came up chewing. Anderson squared off. Jose decked him. <laughs> it's uh, Tom Hamilton, the radio play-by-play announcer for the Cleveland Guardians. You know the funny thing about Holy this. Holy cow, what a great call. Yeah. yeah. The, the, when you look, and, and this, I'm not taking anything away from Jose Ramirez. He, when you swing enough, because he wasn't looking. <laughs> oh, no, yeah, that was a thing. He, he just looking. caught him. He yeah, caught yeah. him. <laughs> but he caught, he caught yeah. Tim Anderson good. And the simple fact, it's not even the fact that he caught him. It's the fact that it knocked Tim Anderson Caught cold. him in the jaw, man. And he just, I mean, he fell back like, like you know how some people just fall back in the pool and just let life, <laughs> just let gravity take them? That's what Tim Anderson looked like when he fell back. It's like he got hit and he just went out cold. Hey, it, it looked like when, when those boxes, you know, I just watched the De La Hoya documentary. You got to watch that. And it looked like when when, when boxes like, you know, boom. Okay, I'm done. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they get that, that one yeah. shot locks you up and down you yeah, go. Go yeah. to sleep. That just caught him on the chin coming around. Hey, so and uh, he was still dazed when he got up. Yeah. He oh, yeah, he was. Yeah. yeah, he had to he shake that dazed. off, man. Yeah. He had to shake that off. Yeah. Tim Anderson caught six-game suspension. Yep. Uh, Ramirez three. caught three. Yep. Uh, honestly, I, I don't know if Ramirez should have got a game now. I think maybe just because he Why? was the one that kind of popped up. Well, no, no. Anderson got knocked out. He, he's oh, yeah, one no, Anderson got knocked out. But Anderson was the one who, who when, I mean, like, Ramirez got up and started yapping. And he kind of instigated the whole thing. But Anderson was the one who's like, gloves off, gloves off, fists up, let's go. I but, mean, but, like, but didn't it start with. Oh, man. Yeah. But, but, but didn't it start with Marit, or, uh, Ramirez putting his hand in his face or something? Uh, yeah, he was jawing at him and, like, yeah. pointing at him and, like, yelling yeah. that, that. I think, like, like when leaking. Ramirez went in for the slide. I think when Anderson tried to tag him, he like hit him in the face or something. And okay. It just it got like I mean, Ramirez again, and, and uh, he said it in the in the in the call there that uh, Ramirez isn't a player that usually gets chatty and pissed off and yelly and so like the fact that he popped up and was mad. Yeah. And then Tim Anderson immediately went to all right, let's go, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> Took his earrings off, rolled his sleeves up, hey. <laughs> kicked his high heels. Hey, said, let's hey, go. The only thing he even got was the grease his face so that punch a slide off. <laughs> Cause you can't be the one. Let's let's just let's keep it real. Yeah. You can't be the one to throw the stuff down and throw the fist up and get in a fighting position and then get knocked out cold. You can't initiate it and then get knocked out and the way that whooped. you did. Yeah. Yeah. You either you gonna have to take one or the other. Either you don't initiate it and get knocked out, or you initiate it and you knock him out. You don't initiate, but then you you ready, and then he turn around and just knock you cold out, and now you getting no woozy. You can't do that. I guarantee you Anderson had been training for boxing this summer 
And so he felt he was feeling himself like, oh, I've been trained. Let me really try this shit out. Nah, yeah. he ain't been training. He, he 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 wanted them. He we gonna we gonna get into this later. But he wanted them. He wanted them brothers. He wanted them ones that you know probably in the neighborhood had to stick up for yourself. And that's how you kind of learn. And yeah. you know, drop them gloves and drop the ball. Hey man, let's get to it. It just yeah. so happened yeah. to bro. You seeing stars? That's it. My favorite baseball fight of all time is still Nolan Ryan and Robin Ventura from, this was 30 years ago this week, Rob, Nolan Ryan drills Robin Hold Ventura. On. I got I got to show y'all something. Hold okay, on. okay. It's oh. a, what, you got a picture of you getting knocked out? <laughs> now, I don't know if he's got a picture. Of, he's got something, though. Someone he's got know? goods. He's got like a Nolan Ryan jersey or a picture of the fight autographed or something. What is? Oh, oh there, it is. there it is. There it is, a picture he of the damn fight. Got... Nolan Ryan got Robin Ventura in a headlock. Headlock, start punching him. And beat the piss out of him. Yeah. Oh, man. Wow. And this is Nolan Ryan at the back end of his career. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Nolan Ryan was an old man. He signed that for me. He says, Who signed it? Uh, Nolan. Nolan Ryan signed that picture for you? Wow. What a great picture. It says, To Big Shot Bob, don't mess with Texas. Oh, <laughs> dude, that's amazing. That's kind of dope. That might be the yeah. be, one of the best pieces of sports memorabilia you got. Damn, yeah. you got some good stuff, but that might be one of the best. That's my favorite fight. Just because yeah. Robin Ventura was so young and Nolan Ryan was an old man. And he said, I'm going to whip this old man's ass. And Nolan <laughs> threw him in a headlock and just like four or five shots to the face. Yeah. And then it was, oh, man. Have that's you ever right. met Nolan? No, never. No, no, no. Really never nice had the pleasure. Guy, man, really nice. What a guy. legend! Went Texas what? through and through. <laughs> dude, dude threw yeah. seven no hitters in his career, That's which is crazy. nuts because I think the next highest number is like four, mm-hmm. three or four. I don't think anybody's ever thrown more than that. No one, Ryan, throws yeah. seven freaking no hitters. That's crazy. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, but I do, I do. I'm a sucker for a good baseball fight, man. I love a good baseball Me fight. Me too. Uh, the other story of the week was, and I'm, I'm going to preface this with a question before we get into the story. Have the Lakers ever been critical uh, of you for being critical of the team on TV? Like, have you ever said something and Spectrum got a call and said, hey, you know, Jeannie's mad or Rob's mad or? No, it was um, it was doing when when Kobe was there. And you remember when I think it was Swaggy P, Uncle Earl, all those guys. And this is when D'Lo was there the first time around. Yeah, they hit the game winner. It was like, oh, no, no, no. And then oh, and Kobe they all went nuts. Jimmy, yeah, yeah, Kobe yeah. was on Jimmy Kimmel, and Jimmy Kimmel asked him if this would yeah, happen. Yeah, yeah. You I know exactly look. what you're talking about. Yep. And so I went on TV and said, this only happened because you weren't there. Oh, yeah, I remember that. That's I right. saw that. Yeah, I think I told you all about this. And so and everybody, they call and says, you know, you said, well, I'm not. Because, you know, if you want someone to follow your lead, you need to be there. And, you know, a lot of people got upset at me, but it's the truth if you really think about it. If yeah. you want to teach these guys how to be professional, you be there and, and and be in their ear and say, hey, we got to do A, B, C, and D. And so that's all I said. And so, you know, they was like, oh, you can't be that critical of Kobe. I was like, I'm not being critical, but he can't be critical of a situation that he's not there to control where you off doing something else when you should okay. be with the team and teaching them, teach them the ways. That's how everybody does it. You learn from the masters, right? And he's he's the greatest, ma- one of the greatest masters to ever live when it comes to basketball. Okay. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Um, the biggest story in baseball this week, and the reason I asked the question the way I asked it, is Kevin Brown, uh, who is the TV announcer for the Baltimore Orioles, mm-hmm. has been suspended indefinitely. Uh, I'm going to play you the clip 
And I want you to think about this for a minute. Uh, this is the audio that got Kevin Brown suspended indefinitely by the Baltimore Orioles. It's been a minute. The Orioles split a two-gamer with the Rays in June. They had lost their last 15 series here at Tropicana Field. You have to go back to when our now colleague Brad Brock picked up the win in the series finale June 25th. 2017, the last time the Orioles won a series here at St. Pete. Already got three and two of the chop this year after winning three of 18. The previous three years combined. It is a stark difference, Ben, and it is not a bad race team. I don't. I had to listen to that about five times, and I gave up trying to figure out why he got suspended. So I Googled it. Uh huh. The Angelos family, who owns the Baltimore Orioles, suspended Kevin Brown for being critical of the team's past record against the Tampa Bay Rays by saying they had lost 15 of whatever it was, their last 17 series against the Rays. Now, mind you, this man and the music you hear in the background is because there's a graphic up on the screen. Uh-huh. That is laying all of this out. Like, here's the last time they won in Tampa Bay. Here we're all here. It was a 2017. These were the dates they won. They haven't won a series since 2017 in Tampa. The Baltimore Orioles are in first place in the American League East as of today by two games. And they, and they just got Jack. They just got there. And this dude, for some reason, the Orioles suspended him for being critical of their past shortcomings when he didn't editorialize that. He didn't crap on the team. He didn't give you reason. He just literally presented the graphic that was on the set. <laughs> if you came into uh, this got base- suspended indefinitely. If you came into this baseball season and you would have told me in the AL East that the Baltimore Orioles – they lead the division, right? They're in first place mm-hmm. as of by what place. two games? Mm-hmm. Yeah, by a second, like a game second or two. best record in baseball, right? Yep, if behind you the Braves. Told me that not only they would be leading the AL East, but like you all said, have the second best record in all of baseball. Each and every single one of us on this show would have laughed at you. We, we would have. <laughs> we would have thought it was a comedy skit. Ain't no way with the Yankees and the Red Sox and even the Blue Jays, even in the Rays, because the Rays came out smoking. Yeah, they won their first thirteen, I think, before they lost the game, fourteen games or something. So you're mad at somebody who's actually <laughs> announcing something that the players did or did not do over a certain amount of time over the last few years. They've been absolute doo doo. Yeah. <laughs> Matter of fact, they're worse than doo doo. We always talk about the juice and the little trash that spills out sometimes when, it's, when there's a leak. They've been that. Garbage <laughs> water. They've been, yes, they've been that. And you're mad at him and suspending him for saying it? Hey, man, I'm going to need some folk to take the thong out their butt. I, I, I really do. You need to blame them players. Don't blame the announcer. He's only announcing what the players did or didn't do. Yeah. You know, and it's weird that we. We have been on our show, Spectrum, and James and I have talked about the Lakers' record versus the Clippers. Shit, everybody on the damn show will be suspended. Oh, you got a whole broadcast we, crew yeah, blown out, man, talking, if that were the case. We, yeah, we've been talking, we, we've been giving the stats and talking about how the Lakers cannot beat the Clippers. What you want us to do? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and, and the thing that kills me the most is about this whole thing, 
he didn't just make that stat up. It wasn't like he, it was, that shit was prepped and on a graphic, which means the producers had it. Yep. The guys in the truck had it. Yep. They had the, they had the graphic done. They had the music ready. So if you're going to suspend Kevin Brown, you suspend the dude in the truck. You suspend the game producer. It was in the freaking game notes for that game. Right. In the, the media game notes had that information in it. He right. is not presenting anything on TV that was editorialized or disparaging in any way. This is the facts of the record. And he got suspended. John Angelos sucks as an owner. Holy (laughs) crap, this guy blows. What what an embarrassment. Has he he come out to say anything about being suspended? All the Orioles have said so far is we don't comment on uh, suspensions. We don't comment on media relations, internal matters, whatever the hell it was. So does does the Orioles own the... The radio company? Uh, uh, is- no. Uh, well, he was for TV. He was the TV broadcaster. Right. Uh, like so they, they have a say over the TV rights. Yeah. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And I mean, it's, it's like and we work in baseball radio here in Atlanta, but the team has a say while right. they're not our direct employer. Uh, uh-huh. We do work for them. Right. So, I mean, okay. if they wanted to get, you know, Ben Ingram who calls the Braves games here, they want to get him run off the radio for some reason, I'm sure they could probably flex enough muscle and get yep. it done. But you know, point being, he didn't do anything wrong, and the Orioles are getting destroyed for this where this should be like the most joyous time in your right. history exactly you're, you're in right. first place in the division for the first right. time since cal ripkin played for you i mean jesus <laughs> Damn, man that's a long time ago celebrate <laughs> enjoy the moment instead the orioles are the laughing stock of baseball today they're gonna make a big stink about it and then he'll be back oh of course he'll be back tomorrow he'll be back hey. tomorrow and if he ha- if he's smart he'll take the high road and he'll go thank you for all your support I'm happy to be back. Yeah. Let's move on. Yeah. But yeah. money dude, don't make you smart. Holy cow. <laughs> it just doesn't. Dumbest shit exactly. I ever heard in my life, man. But that's why I asked you if the Lakers were ever critical of uh, yeah. anything you guys say on TV. Because, I mean, I do get it. You right. know, this, this, this is the broadcast that represents your team. Okay, fine. Yeah. But it wasn't and, like he was editorializing you, or anything. I, I can understand they were losing in last pace and he was saying something like that. You know, you know, hey, but like. But no, even if you were losing that. and you were in last place, it don't make anything you say any less the truth. It's still true. Your record was still hot garbage against the Rays for six years. That's hey, the truth. Could you imagine somebody forcing you to say something good about a team that sucks? That whole broadcast would be quiet. Could <laughs> <laughs> you be sitting there just, just looking at each other? Orioles like broadcast would have been off the air for the last like, 10, 15 years if that were the case. Be like, oh, Rob, your hair could look nice. <laughs> oh, I like the uniforms they're wearing tonight. Yeah. Yeah, Anybody got anything else? No. No. All right, good. (laughs) Good night, everybody. Yeah. Let's get Big Shot of the Week, and then we're going to move on to the boat fight. I'm so excited (laughs) to talk about the boat fight. Uh, Big Shot of the Week is going to go to an eight-year-old Louisiana girl named Allie Glass. Uh, She was on a four-wheel ride with her 83-year-old great-grandfather. He took her out on the four-wheeler when the four-wheeler crashed into a small canal, and Jesse got pinned below the four-wheeler. And this eight-year-old girl ran a half a mile home to get her mom to call 911 and end up saving her great-grandfather's life. Wow. That girl ran half a mile back to her house in time to get a 911 call in so that paramedics and rescue could get there and save her great-grandfather. There we go. So God bless that little girl, Allie Glass. Big shot of the week, young lady. Absolutely. That's dope. I remember riding four wheels with my kids and how dangerous that can be. And yeah. I was, you know, in my thirties, so I'm shocked that an 83 year old with his great granddaughter, yeah, eight year old great granddaughter. So, um, 
God, God bless had, that little girl, man. Woo. Yeah. You know, she had the smarts to just, you know what? I got to, you know, put the shoes on and put it in high gear and get yep. back. A grandpa ain't going to make it. I'm going to book it. All right, so when a black man throws his hat in the air in the middle of a fight, <laughs> is this like an indication that I need help or something? Because, like, that was the weirdest shit I ever saw in my life. This man's getting jumped and, and to his credit, is doing his best to fight off these guys. Uh-huh. And in the middle of the fight, like, grabs his hat, throws it up in the air. And yeah. then, sure enough, like, five other people just show up. One dude jumped in the river and swam across to try and back this man up. Let me tell you something. Holy cow. Let me tell you something right now. 18 years old, the guy who jumped in the water. Let me tell you something. No, that's not a call, but that's just to let you know that it's about to go down. Yeah, something's up. Because the other dude threw the first punch. Like, once once somebody, when you lay hands on somebody, if we're just having a verbal confrontation, once you put your hands on me, ain't no going back. No, mm-hmm. no, 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 yeah. Ain't it, and that's exactly, and, that's what that had in there, man. Ain't no going back, dog. And the other guy, this is this is how TV can get you in trouble. The other guy, he'd been watching too much WWE or whatever. He tried to come in with a Superman punch on the dude. And once he did that, he was like, other guy like, man, why'd you got to do this? Now I got to get into the fight and all this mm-hmm. kind of stuff. But yeah. it was just bananas, man. Yep. It was bananas. It was, and it, 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 it took a very racial tone. For yes. obvious reasons, I mean, mm-hmm. you have you have four white guys, all of them trying to beat up a black guard. And really, more than the, that? Uh, yeah, yeah, no, ultimately, but it, you know, to the guards, that's how it started with this little stupid pontoon boat, right? But uh, the, to the guards' credit, the guards doing his job, right? Mm-hmm. Like, dude's just like, yo, stop with the fights. What's happening? What's going on here? And then he just gets jumped. And and, 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 then, and then the funny part is that you think about it, the first guy that came to help the the guy, the black guy. He was trying to get everybody off, and one of the guys punched him, and he looks at him like, dude, you don't want none of this smoke. And the guy like, oh, I fucked up. He moved back. And, and they, it was just it was just stupid, man. It was it just, was, the whole thing was very stupid. The fact that Buddy jumped in the in water. In the water. That was yeah, the capper Swam over there, and then mm-hmm. was able to climb up on the dock. And the and fact that everybody there. just came from, it was, for the lack of a better term, it was a beautiful sight. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I'm never one to condone violence, but at the same time, I'm never mm-hmm. one to, you know, hey, if if you yeah. gonna start it, we gonna finish yeah. it, mm-hmm. and that's exactly yeah. what happened. You saw all the guys; they they end up getting back on the boat. Guys running up to the dock. Nah, come here, jumping on the boat, punching oh, yeah. people. Ladies, let me tell y'all something. <laughs> I saw a few of y'all down there, and I understand, you know, it's one of them things where you know you want to help out, but. It's a couple of y'all that caught a couple of a few of them, a couple of strays too, because you want to you know put yourself in that situation. It was a couple of ladies that got in and knocked you out. Stay out of them situations. Oh God! Yeah, because, because it becomes a melee. Yeah, yeah and yeah, we point, don't know who we hitting. Yeah. Yeah. At that point, you only seeing color. If you're not black and you're white, you're white <laughs> and getting taken. Like, that sucks, white, man. Black God, and that sucks. Yeah. And so that's and everybody was like, oh, I can't believe he hit that girl. I'm like, yo, you you fighting? And it's a melee like that. Yeah. You ain't. You just know it's like it's all I see is what color uniform you got on. You ain't and, got on my color uniform. You getting these hands. And that's for the other thing. Adrenaline mm. runs so hot in that yeah. situation that you, the, the rational thought is gone. Now it's just yeah. I'm gonna throw yeah. fists and try not to get my ass whooped, and I don't even care who I'm hitting. 
Right, but you know it's, I mean? it's it's the memes and how fast they oh, came out boy. with it. You oh, got it a rap nuts. song. Dude, it went <laughs> you nuts. Got, you got people like in the markets, like buying chairs, and it's just crazy. But the people are reenacting one, it now. Just the other one I saw. Yeah, I saw that reenacting, one, yeah. climbing out of the pool, and the dude swam across yep. the pool. Yeah. Yep. Hey, and then you got the guy says, "Oh, I guess he didn't have his his Crocs in sports mode with his feet at the yep. end of the Crocs." Out. Yep. <laughs> saw that too. Hey. Oh, I saw, no. and I don't know how real it is. I ain't been in Walmart since to mm. check the prices of these foldable chairs. Oh, and yeah. I wouldn't be surprised these chairs and went up in value. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 All, the, all of a sudden, these are $45, $50 chairs. You're like, the hell? I see what you're trying to do. We're I'm ca- not buying we're, one, we're but I see what you're trying to do. Hey, one guy had a, he walking around with a metal clip with a, with yep. a chair on his head. Yep. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, it's, um, I, hate, I hate that it got racial. That mm-hmm. sucks out loud. But yeah. the whole thing is just wild. Oh, my yeah. God, what a wild story and wild visuals. And if you haven't seen it, uh, I, I go online and y- it's everywhere. It I, don't know, the, I don't know how you haven't seen the it. The perfect depiction of F around and find out. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. Oh, my hey, God, yes. I did, All I did put in was M-O-N-T, and it came up, Montgomery yeah. <laughs> Google's like, we know what your ass is looking for. Yeah, yeah. We, we, know what you're, we know what you're here for. I we know what you're I looking for. Montgomery in. I just put M-O-N-T, and like, yeah. oh, Montgomery. Yeah. Bo- Montgomery <laughs> Beach boat fight. Okay, yeah. damn, yeah. shit, it knows right away. Yeah. Well, that was the whole story seemed like a perfect jumping off point <laughs> for us to do around, and we haven't done one in a while, of uh, black crime or white crime. Uh, so I have some absolutely insane stories from the last few weeks. It is just your job to tell me, was the perpetrator Caucasian or African-American? Uh, you know, yo, go ahead. It's funny. I just think now it's like, this is like the segue where I tell everybody, I'm not going to say it, but just go watch Chevy Chase and Richard Pryor. Oh, Richard Pryor. Pryor. Oh, my God. What a scene. What a scene. Saturday Night Live. The fact that he threw an N-bomb on Richard Pryor on live television was like, literally, like, today, I still just was like, oh. <laughs> like, it's, God, but what a, what a brilliant scene. What an absolutely yeah. brilliant scene. All right, story number one, gentlemen. A real estate agent has been slapped with a $15,000 fine after a ring camera caught him slurping milk straight out of the carton at a client's home. This is according to authorities. The agent is seen raiding the fridge during a house tour, pulling out a carton of milk, drinking straight out of the carton of milk, and popping it back in the fridge before moving on. I'm going to be honest with you. That's black. <laughs> so is that a uh, is that a real estate agent, a black guy, white guy? I don't, I've, I've never seen, I don't think black people drink milk, man. No, nah, they drink milk. It's 2%, 2%. Unless in a cereal. You're still <laughs> drinking it, but even then, black people drink milk. They, you might have a I know um, they drink milk. My dad used to drink a, 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 a glass of milk before he went to bed, but this just seemed like a white crime to me. So you've never seen a black person drink milk straight out of the carton? <laughs> Mm-mm. Unless you're a little kid. I, he's saying Unless he's never seen a black kid. person just drink milk by itself. Man, man, no. you ain't never ate, had cookies and milk? No, uh, hell no. Cookies and milk, that's nasty, man. What no. are you talking about? Mm-hmm. I, I just said something about it's, it's like I can't even eat tres leches because it's, it's, I don't even know how to say it is right because my wife and my sister in law hates this word. It's just too moist. 
I, I, like, I don't like it when it's just people. You know, like, I, like it's like no, it's like it's like wet. I'm like, you know, it's, it's, so it's, she I doesn't like the word moist. Yeah, no, Gina, my sister-in-law, she hates the word moist. There, there, there I say I, it all the time. All right, here's the thing: word. there are a lot of women who don't like that word. I don't know what is it. Something happened that we don't know about at some point. I know, right? But that word, yeah, rubs people the wrong way. Uh, all right, so B Dog says black guy, Rob says white guy. This guy's name is Mike Rose. Yeah, that's a white guy. Yeah. Oh, that job. name could have gone. That yeah. name could have gone either way. Yeah, Mike yeah. Rose was the uh, was the guy. So, no, yeah, black. No, my, I didn't see black folks drink yeah, out of the card and put it right back. That's a white guy. Uh, right. Yeah, he did. And so, by the way, that that's, here's the question: is, I know you probably do this, but Rob, you have a family full of people, a house full of people. I should say. Do you ever just drink out of the cart and stick it back in the refrigerator? God no, God no, <laughs> no, 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 never. I mean, I didn't do that when I lived by myself. Shit, I I'm did a... it all the time when I'm by myself. It's mine. Ain't nobody else gonna be drinking no. out of it. I, I'm I a... wait. Hey, that's just one less glass I have to wash. <laughs> oh no, 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 no. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a germaphobe. I don't. I'm not. I'm not down for it. No, no, thank you. Yeah. Uh, plus, I don't need one of them catching me doing it and thinking that they think they're it's okay for them to do it. And then I'm yeah backwashing other people's no i'm good thank you uh, all right story number two a 25 year old ohio man was taken into custody on tuesday and remains in jail as of thursday after he allegedly attempted to enroll in fairmont high school for the coming school year for undisclosed reasons 25 year old man tried to enroll in high school and i don't even want to get into all the horrible horrible reasons as to why this man may have tried to enroll I know, right? in high school but uh, was arrested at a school activity. So everything about this sucks. Uh, but was it a black guy or a white guy? Hmm. I'm say white guy. Okay. Unless he had, unless that team had a good sports team. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to live out them football dreams and get yeah. on the squad. Yeah. I'm going to say, hmm, I'm going to say black again. Okay. Uh, this was Al Abu, a black man. Yeah, yeah. black guy trying to enroll oh, in high is school. That the, I think that was an African dude. That, that name? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, Al Abu. I think I heard yeah. this story now that I'm thinking about it. You may yeah. have. Uh, I don't know. It was a weird story, man. 25 yeah. years old, trying to enroll in high he school. He went to jail, right? He went to yeah. jail. He got yeah. arrested. He got He's arrested. still in jail. Yeah, I don't know if he made bond yet or not, but uh, that's terrifying. All right, uh, story number three. Last month, a North Carolina man was honored as Horseman of the Year. This month, he faces felony charges after police say he fatally shot a horse. What's worse, he wasn't aiming at the horse. He was trying to shoot his son, who was riding the horse. What the heck? And he missed, and he killed the horse. Uh, A dude went to jail. Oh, this uh, gotta be a white guy. This sounds so, like some white folks. That's some Yellowstone right shit. Right that's boy. straight yeah. white shit right there. Uh, that man's name is 75-year-old John Russell, and that is a white man. Good job, guys. And the crazy that's part about it is, bro, Yellowstone. can you imagine this? You know, yeah, I didn't mean to shoot the horse. I meant to shoot my son. You going to prison one <laughs> yeah, way or no, another. Yeah, no, that's not an excuse, man. Yeah, yeah. Y'all sniff that one out fast. As soon as you say but a horse. Horseman of the year. I'm sorry. At no point do I see Rob turning around and going, hold on, wait, I was horseman of the year back in, you know what I mean? No. Sorry. Uh, we, we I ain't got that happening. award in here. It ain't happening. You ain't reaching around. Uh, all right, story number four. A would-be crook strolled into an Atlanta salon mm. and loudly demanded everybody's money. But he left none the richers because none of the patrons, co-workers, or or, uh, workers in the shop 
even paid him any mind. Oh, I remember the story. <laughs> he demanded the money several times. <laughs> Everyone in the salon completely ignored him. So he turned around and walked out. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I saw think, that on the news. I think this was a black guy. That was a black guy. You both, you both need to watch the news a little closer. Oh, no, you're right. That was right. a white man. You're that right. The salon, right. full of black folks. <laughs> you're right. White, I thought he was black, white, though. White bearded no, no, no. man you're walks right. in. You're right. You're right. Starts shouting for everybody's money, right. and everyone just gave him the look, and it's like, yeah, okay, whatever. You're right. You went right back to what they were doing. I thought it was, it was a black a white guy. guy. Nah, no, it's a white guy. Not at all. Yeah. It's you're a right. white guy. It's a white guy. Dang. All right. Uh, we'll, we'll stay in Georgia for story number five. A, <laughs> a, a, a Georgia man is wanted for murder. Who was wanted for murder, I should say, was busted after he left his phone at a restaurant where he did a dine and dash with his friends. Uh, he and his pals were out uh, having a, a bite at the Juicy Crab in Cobb County, which is a restaurant around here. They ran up a $100 tab and they dined and dashed, but the dude left his phone on the counter. When the police picked up his phone, here's a selfie of him. On the front of the phone, they used that to track him down. He black. And caught his he ass. Black. Uh, yeah, that is crab. Brian Garfield Fort. A black man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I hate to say it, but we be up in the juicy crowd. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he's, he's having dinner with Jameis Winston. Man. I don't care what a juicy crab is. Yeah, he's having Jameis Winston eating crab legs. Exactly. And, yeah. oh, I know because I be up in there sometimes. <laughs> God, me too. <laughs> all right. Yo, you both are all up in the juicy crab. Hey. Noted, noted yeah, for have... future efforts. All right. Yeah, uh, I one in South Carolina I, I go to when I go there. He's good. Uh, story number six. If at first you don't succeed, try, try again. That was apparently what a New Jersey man figured when he allegedly tried to rob one bank, failed, and then crossed the street and successfully robbed the, <laughs> robbed the bank on the other side of the street. Uh, he was charged with three counts of second-degree bank robbery. Uh, obviously, they would have caught him at the first bank, but he doubled him up and did it twice on the same block. So, dude that fails to rob a bank on one side of the street crosses the street Robs the other bank. Black Wh guy, white guy. White. White guy. Uh, yet again. Mm. Oh, for 2 is a black dude. I'm trying as to figure out dude. how they... How, as a black man, he was allowed to get the second chance to go know, rob the I'm second saying. bank. <laughs> I'm like, the cops would have been there in two seconds. Here's my black question, guy? and I was reading this story trying to figure out. How do you fail at robbing a f the first bank? How do you hey. like do they? Because you figure the only way you fail is if they call the cops or they sound the alarm. Like, no, how do you fail enough banks, to be able to walk twenty feet and rob another bank? Like the banks here in LA, they they all have those um, bulletproof glass up, so you cannot get in there. Mm -hmm. okay. And so if they close the door and say, right, <laughs> "You got nothing," you oh. got to walk out. I've seen videos of like people that try to rob a cell phone store. Where they're like, they come in and then they're like, hey, can I see that phone? And then they try to make a run for it and the dude hits the button and locks the door. And then they're stuck in the store and then they have to like sheepishly walk back yeah, to the that counter. Yeah, there was a thing where a lady the phone had back yeah. And, yeah, and then call them, I yeah. am trapped in the store. Like, yeah. Jackass. Hey, that, that's almost like the um, guy who was robbing the cigarettes. You know, they have that, that thing now where everybody's robbing these, these jewelry stores where they're going in with the um, trash bags. And they just rob, and the jewelry people just like, you know, I'm not gonna, you know, put myself at risk. But this one dude does it in the um, in a in the market or whatever it's like us, and he turns his back, and the cook puts him in the headlock, and the owner of the store gets the gets the broomstick and just whooping his ass. With <laughs> oh. the Y'all ever seen that one yet? Uh -oh. No, oh, you gotta see it. Oh, I'm gonna Google and that. Like, and he's like, stop, stop, stop. He's on the ground, and he oh. just whooping his. And it's a black guy that's filming. He said, hey man, why you back there? Give me. A, 
give me a pack of those black and malls, whatever it's called. <laughs> and then he's filming the whole time while the dude's doing it. Then he says, whoop his ass. Oh, whoop his ass. No. You got to watch it. You got to see trapped it. and whooped by a broomstick. I love it. Yeah. Uh, all right, last story. Uh, police in New Mexico arrested a man after they discovered he was responsible for an alleged theft at a local consignment store. How did they catch him? Well, prior to the alleged theft, he handed the clerk at the store his business card with all his personal information on it. So I guess he was trying to hook up or something. He gives his girl his card. He's got a business card, all his information, and then tries to rob the place. Uh, black guy, white guy. Um, how did they catch him prior to the... I'm going to say due to the fact that he tried to get a hookup, that seemed like something a brother would do. You walk up and, yo, baby, Daryl, let me get them digits, man. Let me holler at you. Yeah, you but know, the fact that they card. handed him... <laughs> business card <laughs> and then tried to rob I'm gonna go white I'm going black uh, this was 40 year old Michael Crowder he's black He's white. Oh, oh, okay. well, uh, pulling out the win. Jay Crowder, brother. Jay Crowder's oh, no. brother. No, and I will tell you, I've never been handed a business card by a black man. <laughs> I, mean, I haven't. Every time somebody's stuck a business card in my face, it's been a white dude. For, Every for, time. For the record, black black people do hand out business no, cards. I know they do. I'm saying I personally. Okay. Every time someone's like, "Well, here's my card," it's always a white man. It's, oh, okay. It never cool, fails. Cool, cool, it just cool. never fails. Yeah. All right. Well. Good job, and uh, hopefully everybody stays off the boat docks at the end of uh, <laughs> this week's Black Driver Life. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.